0: Welcome to Prayer Huddle, a community that seeks to host God, influence lives, and revive hearts. The message you're about to listen to is a word in season to make your spirit soar like that of the eagle. Thank you for listening and stay blessed. I'll take my text from the book of John and chapter number 16. I'll read from verse number 5 to verse number 14. John, the 16th chapter, 5th verse through the 14th verse. I read from the new King James version of scripture. But now I go away to him who sent me, Jesus speaking. And none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment and and of sin because of sin because they do not believe in me of righteousness because i go to my father and you see me no more of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. verse 12 i still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now however when he the helper the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority. Another version says. you will not speak of himself. But whatever he hears. He will speak. Whatever he hears. He will speak. And he will tell you things. To come. He will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine. Please take note of that. That is the crux of the matter. He will take of what is mine. God is going to allot portions tonight. He will take of what is mine and declare to you. There are some things you that God will declare to you. It, it belongs to Jesus, doesn't belong to man. God will take of what is his and he will give to you in the name of Jesus. Someone say, I receive what is of the Lord. I receive what, what is of God. I receive what is of the spirit. He will take of what is mine and he will give declare it to you hallelujah praise the lord second reading very quickly in second first corinthians rather first corinthians in chapter number two stay with me we're going to put everything together first corinthians chapter number two i'll read verses 12 through to verse number 14 first corinthians chapter 2 for 12 to 14 now we have received not the spirit of the world but capital S the spirit who is from God and that we might know the things which have been deeply given to us. Please. There are things given to us. The job of the Holy spirit is to take it and bring it to you. That is his job. He takes it. He brings it to you. That's his job. Don't forget that, please. He will take Bible says the spirit with from God that he might That you might know the things which have been freely, freely given to us by God. Verse 13, these things we also speak not in words, which man, which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but the natural man, but the natural man. But the natural man, but the natural man cannot, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually discerned. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy words. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Now, I'm going to make some fundamental statements or foundational statements. Tonight, I'll be speaking basically on two points, but those two points are so critical. The Holy Spirit, my ultimate helper. Let me give you a small synopsis before I give you, make some two general statements. If you want to read scripture all the way from Genesis chapter number one, you see God manifests himself in three persons. The first showing, the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Hallelujah. Elohim there, the creator, is not talking of father or son or the Holy Spirit. He's talking of the person of the Trinity, the creation. Now we see the creation in action. When first of all, the spirit moved upon the surface of the waters. And now God the father said and released the son, which is the word, let there be and there was. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, whenever you see God, you're talking of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Now, he's one person, but he manifests himself in three persons. Hallelujah. Three personalities. The same God. There is no competition among them. He's the same person, but he occupies three offices. Hallelujah. The personality of God is manifested to us in three personalities, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I don't have time. I'll help us see from scripture that this is necessitated by virtue of the need for man's redemption and salvation. But that's not the story for today. We're talking of the person of the Holy Spirit. And so God the Father, who happens to be, as it were, the coordinator of this personalities of he father son and the holy spirit decided and said let's create man in our image in our likeness and let them have dominion and the bible says jesus got to work we, we are supposed to be the creator and the bible says um john 1 3 all things were made by him where there was nothing made that was made so when it comes to the art of doing, you are talking about Jesus. When it comes to the act of deciding or what will be done, you are talking about the Father. When it comes to giving life to what has been done, you are talking of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me, brother? Now you clear. I'm take that again. When it comes to when it comes to deciding what shall be done that is just the job of the father then when it comes to doing what the father has decided that is the job of the son but the what come what gives life to what the son has done is the pressing of the holy spirit in other words anything jesus does and the holy spirit does not come on it can never be effective are you listening to me it's not possible it is not possible in other words before jesus jesus's work can be fruitful the holy ghost must be present. Without the Holy Ghost, Jesus' work cannot be fruitful. Why? That is what is the trinity for you, ladies and gentlemen. The Father decides, the Son does, and the Holy Ghost gives life to what the Son does. Are you listening? It is by the Holy Spirit that the Son himself came into existence. As a human being in the womb of a woman, how shall these things be? Seeing I know not a man, the Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord will overshadow you. It is the Holy Ghost, brethren, that can make God, who has no measure, that can make the world, who is who whose footstool is the earth and his dwelling place is in heaven, that can make the one who has no age to become a baby in a womb. Now, brethren, when we are talking of the Holy Ghost, we are talking of something different altogether. Hallelujah. He is the Holy Ghost, ladies and gentlemen, that can make God as great as he is, as endless, immeasurable as he is. He can make him small enough to encapsulate himself into you and I, living in us, in our hearts. That is the job of the Holy Ghost, ladies and gentlemen. The Holy Ghost makes what is so big in God to become small enough for man to comprehend. What is so big in God to become small enough for man to handle. What is so big in God to become small enough for man to appreciate. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Without the Holy Ghost, ladies and gentlemen, None of us can have God. The Father is in heaven. The Son is seated by right hand. Ephesians 1.20, which he wrote in Christ Jesus when he rose him from the dead and made him to sit by the right hand of the Heavenly Father. Father above principalities and powers, and all names that are named, but in this world, and the world to come has made him to be the head of the church in office. Colossians 3.1, he says, Let your affections set your affections on things above. We are Christ is seated by the right hand of the Heavenly Father. So when you talk about the Father, you can imagine someone on the throne. When you talk about the Son, you can imagine someone on his right hand. But when it comes to the Holy Ghost, it looks seems very abstract to us. Very, very abstract. But brethren, it is the Holy Ghost that can help you understand the Father on the throne and Jesus on his right hand. Hallelujah. And so Jesus showed up on the earth. You know the story. And Jesus, brethren, Jesus is God. Jesus had an existence before he came to the earth. Y'all listening. All of us, our existence started in our mother's womb. Before then, all, all we were was a purpose in God's heart. So God manifested a purpose, put you in your mother's womb. That's why He said, Told Jeremiah, before you were born, I knew you. Why you were Sarah, while you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you came forth, I called you as a prophet to the nation. Hallelujah. Before now, all of us were purposes. But Jesus was existing before He came to the earth. Jesus is God, the word. The Bible calls him the lamp of God our was slain from the foundations of the world. Jesus is God. Hallelujah. The Bible calls his name before he showed up was the word. Bible says it's the word that became flesh, dwelt amongst us. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So when Jesus was to come forth, Jesus is God. He came in the totality of God, 100% God. And when he took on, so it was God who took on humanity. God totally God who took on humanity stay with me tonight I'm taking you somewhere gradually God who took on humanity that is Jesus Christ of Nazareth so Jesus is God who is who has the consciousness of being God, who has now taken on the limitation of being man. Are you listening? Who is God? Who has the consciousness of being God, has the total ability of being God, but who has taken on the limitation of man? The limitation of man simply means he's no longer omnipotent, he's no longer omnipresent, he's no longer um, omniscient. In other words, everything that makes him God which is those three things that only those three things make it's only those three things make God, God, hallelujah. In a class of his own, God is all present. God is all powerful. God is all knowing. But the moment Jesus, Jesus now, this is the glory Jesus left in heaven. When he was coming, he decided, even though I'm God, I will not be all knowing. Even though I'm God, I will not be all powerful. Even though I'm God, I will not be all present. I can't be everywhere at the same time again. Why? I'm taking on a container, a physical body that going do to cause a limitation. Hallelujah. So everything he needed to know, he began to know as man. He still has everything God, but those three factors were not suspended until resurrection. And that's the glory he said to the Father in John 17. He said, I left my glory with you. Now the glory I've left with you, now that I'm about to die, when I resurrect, you promised to restore it to me, and you will restore the resurrection. Are you still with listening to me tonight? Now the Bible says, Father, we're going on a journey. Very exciting journey. Stay with me. The person of the Holy Ghost, if you get into the understanding, in the full dimension of who the Holy Ghost is, your life will change. Struggle will cease. You will no longer have time for the devil. And so when Jesus was here, 30 years, Jesus had the consciousness of being God. He had the calling. And that calling was already backed by an authority. But yet, he couldn't run and start that ministry with authority. That calling was not going to be sufficient. Because Jesus knew by the workings of the Trinity. He knew if he does a work and the Holy Ghost does not come on it, even though it is complete, he will never have life. He will not have life. Never have life. So for 30 years, even though Jesus knew he had authority, even though Jesus knew he had a calling, even though Jesus knew he could raise the dead, the blind could see, the lame could walk, he could, talk, he could he could turn light to day and day to night. But Jesus said, I can't go yet. Anything I do will not have life because the spirit of love has not shown up. So he waited until the encounter in Matthew chapter number three. Verse 16 and 17, in Jordan, Bible says when he was baptized on coming out, suddenly the Bible says the heavens opened and the Spirit of God as a dove came down upon him and there was a voice from heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. After then, Bible says in chapter four of Matthew from verse one, and he was driven by the Spirit into the wilderness. Before then, brethren, you will not see where it was said was driven by the Spirit. All we had before then is the fact that Jesus Christ continued to grow. And the man and the Spirit of God was with him. And the man grew in wisdom and in understanding. The Bible says at another time, at age 12, he went to show himself at the temple. And he had arguments. And he was rather, he had reasonings in scripture. With all those who are elders and teachers and professors of the world but suddenly something changed bible says the spirit moved him the spirit drove him into the wilderness hallelujah bible said the moment he got there first question satan said if you are the son of God, which means Satan was present at Jordan. He had the declaration. Hallelujah. Before then, he knew something was happening, but he was confused. Don't worry. Satan knows the scripture, but he doesn't understand it. The Bible says the mysteries with the priests of this world did not know. Have they known it? So he knows it, but he doesn't understand it. They might just know God wants to do something. How will we do it? When will we do it? Which way will we do it? He has no idea. Hallelujah. So don't be afraid, ladies and gentlemen. Even though he knows you are going to be great, he cannot stand in your way. He does not know how your greatness will come. That's why he can, our God, he can do many things in many ways. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid that the devil is listening to your prayer. Even listen, there's nothing he can do about it. Are you listening to me? There is nothing he can do about it. Hallelujah. Glory. So Jesus, he went there and he said, "Sir, I have just heard the declaration in Jordan. I've heard that you are the Son of God. So if you are the Son of God, indeed, turn this stone to bread." Fast forward, Jesus began to do signs and wonders. The Bible says in Luke of Acts ten, it says in verse thirty-five, it says, "How God anointed Jesus Christ." Jesus of Nazareth, not Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, the man with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about healing them, by the oppressed of the devil and casting out demons, for the Lord was with him. Hallelujah. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost, different manifestation, raising the dead healing the sick, setting the captives free. Jesus went from town to town. Before then, ladies and gentlemen, without the Holy Ghost, Jesus would not even run the risk, <laughs> hallelujah, <laughs> of calling unto himself disciples. But after the temptation, he came down, called unto himself disciples, people that will walk with him. Ladies and gentlemen, there is this dimension of the Holy Spirit, the personality of the Holy Spirit, the walking of the Holy Spirit that the church needs to get into. If we get into it, ladies and gentlemen, there are some battles we will ignore. Our approach to life will be different. While God works with us, will be very much simple. We'll not be celebrating little things that are the right of every believer. Like the dead rising, the lame walking, the blind seeing. it doesn't have to, it's not something we have to go and put on social media. I'm not saying it's wrong to do that, but I'm saying that is the least, brethren. There's still much more ahead. Greater things, great works. Hallelujah. These are not the days when we'll be celebrating headache only. Oh no, we'll give praise to God. Every miracle is a miracle. But brethren, there are great things ahead of you and I. Great things. So Jesus had 12 folks. These 12 folks, Jesus taught them. Listen carefully. God himself. God himself in the flesh taught them for three and a half years. They walked with Jesus, ate with Jesus they testify of it, First John chapter 1, verse number 1. That which was in the beginning, which we saw with our eyes, which we held with our hands, which we partook of, of the word of life. They bear witness. They ate with him. They slept with him. They moved from town to town with him. They traveled with him. They, with him. they journeyed with him. did a whole lot of things with Jesus. And brethren, do you know, ladies and gentlemen, that Jesus, as much as they stay with him, three and a half years, Jesus still wasn't real to them. One day, Jesus paused. After about a year and a half or two years of joining together, almost three, Jesus now sat them down one day. He started by asking them, who do men say I am? They said, sir. Some say they were so excited, telling Jesus what I've had. They love Jesus. Lord, with some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you are Elijah. Some say you are the prophet. Jesus now said, okay, that's fine. Now you've been with me for three years. Who do you say I am, brethren, for three years? These guys did not know Jesus. Hallelujah. They did not know Jesus. And Jesus would not blame them. Jesus could not blame them. You notice that Jesus wasn't mad at them at all. He knew there's no way they will know him until somebody comes. Until someone shows up. So Jesus said to them, um, then Peter said, uh, Jesus told Peter, you did not know that one. No, the spirit of my, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost came ahead of time to help you and that we this to you. Brother, when you understand the work and the help the Holy Ghost gives the life of a believer, we will, you will you will get closer to him. Study more about him. Get intimate with him. In fact, brethren, that he is the only one here with us. Father and the Son, they are in heaven. And that the totality of God is in us in the person of the Holy Ghost. Jesus journeyed with them. Even after they had declared and said, you are the Son of God, supernaturally by the help of the Holy Ghost. Fast forward. Trouble came. gethsemane Jesus was arrested. Jesus was beaten, taken. He was taken to and tried by the Sanhedrin, the council, then to Pilate, the disciples disappeared. Peter, who was so bold, who was uh, used by the Holy Ghost to declare the Son of God, Peter forgot he was the Son of God. When he was asked, "Are you, you know? Do you know this man?" three times, Peter said, "I don't know him, <laughs> brother." Three times, even though Jesus had told him a priori and said, you, "You you deny me three times," and Peter said, "God forbid! I will not deny you. I'm ready to die for you." When he made the statement. He knew what he was saying. But brethren, the arm of flesh can only go this far. The Holy Ghost is the one that can say, help you say a thing and help you see it through. The Holy Ghost is the one that can give you the power of stay at the time of trouble. Hallelujah. Bible says, not by might, but by power. There is a reason the Bible says so, but by my spirit. Might and power shall fail. The Bible says, even though the youth, they will be weary. And the young ones, they shall run and faint. But only those who wait on the Lord, who have received the spirit of grace are the ones, ladies and gentlemen, that are mantle with us as egos. May I pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You are You about entering 2022. To the glory of God, the year of, of your intimacy with the Holy Ghost, the year of range, of spiritual, outstanding spiritual experiences and walking in the Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me continue with the story a little bit. We are almost there. The Bible now says, um, after Jesus Christ resurrected, James, uh, all of disciples were scattered. All of them, while Jesus was still in the grave, suddenly Peter—that same Peter—that God Almighty had, uh, had said, "You for you will you will um, what do you call it now? You would deny me three times." Peter um, he was remorseful after that, he repented. Then one day he now woke up and said, well, "Brethren, I'm going back to the old business because Jesus still wasn't real. Three and a half years." Of eating together, three and a half years of feeding five thousand people with five loaves of fish, a Bible of bread, and two, two fish. Three of brethren. One point number one: physical senses cannot bear spiritual realities. Physical senses cannot birth spiritual realities. Are you writing it down? Please remember this. Physical senses, they eat with Jesus, they walk with Jesus. Brethren, I don't know what else they will need. You and I, we look at if you took at the life of disciples, you wonder what else you want Jesus to do. He gave you power. You went. The Bible says you cast out demons. You came back rejoicing that even the demons were subject to us. Hallelujah. You see the only person who gave power and authority to you. Regular Jews, people whose lives were worth nothing, and demons were being were subjected to his authority. You cast out demons, you heal the sick, you raise the dead with your own hands. You serve five thousand people, excluding women and children. You serve them five loaves of bread and two fish, and you still had the left. and yet this Jesus was not real. Hey, miracles do not make Jesus real. Miracles are an invitation to come to the reality of Jesus. And that's why people can receive miracles. By God's grace, I'm an evangelist. We see a lot of miracles on the field. People receive miracles and still go back. People receive miracles and still do not want to be born again. But brethren, God does not save He will now remove the miracle. No, miracles are an invitation. The five loaves of bread and two fish. That is Jesus as work. That is not Jesus. That is not the entirety of Jesus. That is just Jesus at work. That is not the person of Jesus. That is the hand of Jesus. He still has a face. He still has a hand. He has a heart. But ladies and gentlemen, miracles are just an extension of his hands. Fast forward brother. Mo capella monde e casiani. Ye palon de caprose e pradiadosa. Ben non palon de la teken indoraieka. Bella che so palaviata. Vrore e rimampra de Jose. De de la. Father Lord, everyone who is yet to come to the point of reality of understanding and knowing by the spirit of God, not by the words of man, not by testimonies, not just by reading, but by the spirit of God, the total and the reality, the knowing, supernatural knowing of who Jesus is. Father, I break every bound, every lie in their heart. I release them into the hands of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Fast forward, brethren, still in the story. Jesus showed up, and Jesus, in their backsliding when they went fishing, Jesus called them back and said, little children, let's eat. And Jesus ate with them. And they looked at him and said, this is my hands I'm everything. He showed them everything. Jesus now left them ascended. But, brethren, the Bible says, because Jesus knows, if I do a walk, right from the beginning, the way he walks, the father decides, the son does, The spirit gives his life. If the spirit doesn't show up, everything Jesus did will be a failure. Are you listening to me? If the spirit doesn't show up, anything that Jesus has said, anything that Jesus has done will not succeed. He cannot because it is the same God. Brethren, you just have to know the dimensions. So when God has said a word to you, remember what we read? Jesus said, with things I say, I want to say many things to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when the Spirit of Truth will come, the words I've told you. do not you noticed the recent yes, announcement? Most of what Jesus told the disciples, they understood it after the Holy Ghost came. They didn't understand when Jesus was here. All of the times Jesus, Jesus will repeat it. At some point, Jesus will say, "How long do I have to be with you?" Who haven't you learn anything? But brethren, you cannot learn without the Holy Ghost. You cannot God without the Holy Ghost. You can't experience God without the Holy Ghost. You can't get saved without the Holy Ghost. Physical senses cannot birth spiritual realities. The disciples abandoned the, the work after Jesus died, though they saw Him earth with him, did everything with him physically. They touched him. <laughs> brethren, they touched Jesus. And yet, they, it wasn't real to them. Do you know when Jesus resurrected, Jesus showed all of them, the palm prints and, and said, touch it. Can any flesh have this? They touched him, brethren. it, brethren. He still wasn't real. When did Jesus become real? Before I get there, let me give you point number two. I'll give you point number one. General statement. Physical senses cannot breathe spiritual realities. Miracles are an invitation. They do not birth the knowledge, the reality of Jesus in your heart. Y'all listening to me. They do not birth the reality of Jesus in your heart. You see a lot of Christians, you know today, when things are good, they have joy. When things are not good, they, they seem to be frustrated and and you could see it on the face, and they even threaten to return back to Egypt. Now it's because, brethren, Jesus is still not real. When you have the reality of Jesus, when Jesus becomes real, is when you have food, Jesus is real. When there's no food, Jesus is real. Brethren, the same guys who were running away when Jesus was arrested, who went back to their businesses. When Jesus, even after Jesus showed up in resurrection, those same guys, when the Holy Ghost came and Jesus became real, when they were arrested, they were so excited. Bible says they were dancing. Why? Jesus has become real. They know the beating is not beating anymore. Something is more real than before. The same people that were hiding for the, from the Jews because of this same Jesus, these same people were the ones boldly standing. Arrest us again. Bible says after they beat them, they tried them, don't go and preach anymore. The moment they release them, they return back to where they were preaching. Why? Something has changed. Jesus has become real. Jesus has become real. Number two, general statement. Now, I've always asked myself a question. Why would Jesus, now I don't know about you, Jesus suffered a lot of disappointments in the hands of his disciples. Very unreliable bunch. Jesus will give them instruction they don't know to follow. He will teach them something they won't understand. He will, he would, he would commit something into their hands. They would fail it up. He died. They went away. Came back after them. They were still questioning whether he's one or not. Why would Jesus, this is the question I ask myself, why would Jesus commit his mission, which he came to the earth? God took come flesh just to so come for a mission. Why will he commit that mission into the hands of unreliable people? Because Jesus did not say, well, these twelve, because you have failed me so much. Because you have disappointed me so much. You have disgraced me so much. I'm going to go and look for another people to commit their assignment. No, those same bunch, unreliable, inconsistency, inconsistent folks are the same people Jesus committed. It was a question in my heart. Until one day the Holy Spirit helped me understand. Jesus did not commit the mission into their hands. Jesus committed the mission into the experience they will have on Pentecost Day. Jesus trusted the experience. He didn't, he didn't trust them. Jesus was not entrusting into their hands. He was entrusting into the experience they will have. Just the same way Mary said. I have not known any man. How shall these things be? The angel said, "The spirit of the Lord will overshadow you." Mary said, "Let it be unto me according to your word." Do you understand, ladies and gentlemen? God, Jesus was committing his mission, his assignment into the hand of the experience huh? of the experience they will have on that day of Pentecost. He knew when the Holy Ghost shows up. <laughs> When the Holy Ghost shows up, the Jesus that they did not understand in the flesh, they'll begin to know in the spirit. When the Holy Ghost shows up, the Jesus that they are held on, and they held it and still doubted, even though he's not absent, will become more real to him than when they held him with their hands. Jesus, do you know why Jesus is still holding on? In spite of many disappointments, He has, I don't know about you. Many disappointments. We have, we have, we have, we have taken him through. Many times when he's waited for you to get up to pray. Many times when, but he's still not changed his mind about anything. He's he's committed into your hands. Why? He's waiting. He's trusting it into the experience you're about to have today and tomorrow. Somebody is about to be thrown into something. No, brother and my sister. God hasn't changed his mind. Oh, you feel well, Pastor, I used to be on fire. I'm no longer on fire. What is going on? God, but this call is still there. There's still something nudging me that God wants to do something with me. Oh, yes, he's committed that calling and that grace into the hand of an experience you're going to have, not yourself. An experience with the Holy Ghost. Two things, two unique helps that the Holy Ghost renders to us. I decided to pick out these two And nag on them because this is, I feel this is going to be the workings of the Spirit of the Lord in in the life of the saints, especially in this coming year. It has always been, but now we're going to need this understanding more than ever before. And that's what's that, number one. The Holy Spirit. Romans chapter number eight. Verse 16 and 17. Two, I'm giving you two unique helps of the Holy Spirit that will make you a champion that God has created you to be in 2022. Not just from 2022, from very this very now. Ladies and gentlemen, Satan is shaking in his boots. There is a revised version of you that is about to see. There is a revised version of you that the world is about to experience. You are about to be unleashed, ladies and gentlemen. In a dimension, if yourself you will surprise you. Do you understand what I'm saying? You will be a surprise to you. <laughs> Hallelujah! What God will make of you will be a surprise to you. That same chicken that was hiding away and telling a small damsel, a house girl, I never knew Jesus. Bible says that same person, whenever he walks the street of Jerusalem, people will put the the lame, the blind, the 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 invalid. The cripple, they'll put them on the street, lest his shadow, his shadow, will touch them and they'll be healed. Number one, the greatest help, in my own opinion, that the Holy Spirit gives the life of a believer is to bear witness to our spirit. bearing witness. Let me read for you Romans 8. Brethren, when, whenever you find yourself, I don't know if, if it has ever happened to you because I know I, I, as, 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 as a minister of the gospel, I attend to a few people around the world. Some just come and say, these are pastors. Says, sir, something's wrong with me. Says, sir, uh, can you imagine some stupid questions that just come into my head? Like, where did God come from? Who created God? Okay, whenever you start having things in your head, you have lost witness. You have lost witness. For me, that is the greatest sign of backsliding. You have lost witness. What witness does is it gives you a knowing beyond any human doubt that what you have heard in the scripture is true. Once you lose that witness... And once you begin to ignore the personality and the ministry of the Holy Ghost, it's easy to lose live witness. Very, very easy. Brethren, I don't know about you. It is this witness that makes Jesus real. Jesus is more real to me than anything. Jesus should be more real to you than anyone. But brethren, we did not see him. There is no video of he being recorded as being on the cross. There is no video of him being recorded as coming out of the grave. But brethren, it is more real to you than life itself. What is that? The witness. Without the witness, ladies and gentlemen, your identity as a child of God is suspect. It is this witness. This is the witness that gives us a victory. This is the witness that makes us Christians. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Brethren, it is only this witness that makes Jesus Real. The father cannot do it. The father will not do it. Let me not use the word cannot. The father will not do it. It's not his job. Hallelujah. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, Matthew chapter 3, where I quoted earlier, in verse verse 16 and 17, the father said in verse 17, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Do you know people still do do not follow Jesus? The father testified of Jesus, bore witness of Jesus. Nobody followed Jesus. Jesus, at another time, Matthew 17, Jesus was his disciples on um, mount, of, mount of Configuration. Transfiguration. In verse number five, God the Father repeated the same thing and said, this is my beloved son, won't at war, please. He now added what he didn't say before. Hear I he, him. In spite of that, Jesus was still not real to the disciples. They denied him. The father can't fit. Even Jesus Himself cannot make himself real. Y'all listening. I said, even Jesus Himself cannot make himself real. It is the job of the Holy Ghost. What do you mean, PK? In John chapter number one, verse number 32 to 34, the Bible says, John the Baptist bearing witness. He said, I'm not the one, but the father told me that whoever it is that I see when the dove Oh, the heavens open and the door comes upon him. The spirit comes upon him, and the door that is the one, brethren. Do you know Jesus was there? And this experience happened, and John the Baptist now said, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Do you know it's part of that experience? And the testimony of Jesus to John the Baptist. When trouble came to John the Baptist, in Matthew chapter 11, verse number 3, this same John the Baptist sent a message to the Jesus, the person who had testified to him, I am he. I am he. That's what Jesus said. He said, sir, are you the one or which we look for another one? Why? Jesus wasn't real. Jesus was not real. Oh, brethren, I don't know about you. I don't need to see a vision. I don't need a prophecy. I don't need any form of validation from any man. The Holy Ghost inside of me. Jesus is more real. He makes you experience the cross Brethren, do you know what he does? Because he's God. And because he's, he doesn't live in time. You, I, I hope you know that. The Holy Ghost is God. He doesn't live in time. Do you know what he does? He takes you out of time. And he takes you 2,000 years back. Without you knowing. It is not a movie. When Jesus was dying on the cross. And was saying, it is finished. I've done this for you. You experience it all in a single second. Why? The Holy Ghost is God. He bears witness with our spirit. You experience the cross. You partake of resurrection. You begin to perform the works of Jesus. Why? Jesus becomes become real. Only the Holy Ghost does that. David cried and David said "Sir, David was one Old Testament picture that had the Holy Ghost. He said "Sir, create in me a clean, to God. Renew a right spirit within me Psalm 51 verse 10 and 11. Cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Why? He knows when the Holy Ghost leaves, there'll be no witness. He had seen in the palace. He saw a king who once had the Holy Ghost. And suddenly the Holy Ghost left him. That man became crazy. Because when the Holy Ghost, when there's no witness of the Holy Ghost, there'll be the witness of men. There'll be the witness of demons. There'll be the witness of philosophy. There'll be Big Bang Theory and all sorts of nonsense. You start believing why? There's no witness of the Holy Ghost. Oh, brethren, I don't need science to prove Jesus. I don't need miracles to prove Jesus. I don't need man to prove Jesus. I don't need my health to prove Jesus. I don't need my finances to prove Jesus. I know that I know that I know. That Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Son of the living God. The resurrection and the life. The first and the last. The yea and the amen. He's alive today. He's alive tomorrow. He's alive forever. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday. But today and forevermore, I have hope of eternal life because he's alive. I shall live also. Hallelujah. If you need miracles to know Jesus is alive, you still need help. If you need wonders to know Jesus and you are born again, there is a problem. There is a witness in the Holy Ghost, only the Holy Ghost. I know that I know that I know that I know that Jesus is the Son of God. I don't have to be there 2,000 years ago. You don't understand. It's called witness. I don't have to be there on the cross to see him on the cross. I don't need the testimony of the Roman soldiers. I don't need the testimony of the historians. I only need my Bible and the Holy Ghost, who is the author of the Bible, makes it real to me. It's more real than my name, more real than my house, more real than my food, hallelujah. as witness, bear witness, uh, where are you with your witness, is your witness only true when something could happens? is your witness only alive when there is a testimony, hallelujah, let me tell you what witness does, witness, oh brother, I feel like preaching. I feel the power of God right here. The Holy Ghost, brethren, it bears witness. Don't lose your witness. Don't lose your witness. Anytime you start questioning the authority of God, the faithfulness of God, you are losing witness. God is faithfully respected. It is a witness. It is a knowing that cannot. It's supernatural by the help of the Holy Ghost. I know Jesus died. I don't need the movie. I don't need the film. I don't need the pictures. I know there's a reason Jesus did not come at the time there was a camera. There is a reason so that we would the witness will not be a witness of a picture. It will not be with witness of a photographer. There's a time, there's a reason Jesus did not come when at the time when the phone had been invented and cameras can be taken, and pictures can be taken. There is a reason so that the witness we are in our heart. Will not be the witness of picture if that picture is lost our witness is lost if the if your witness is miracle if you lose that miracle your witness is lost but brethren our witness is eternal he's a person It's called the holy ghost he's alive today he, 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 he is everywhere at the same time i don't i don't have a witness in my house i lose my witness outside why the holy ghost lives inside of me everywhere there's a witness You are a child of God, not because someone says so, but because the Holy Ghost says so. You are a child of God, not because somebody thinks, looks at you and says so. Don't wait for men for validation. They don't understand what's going on, especially people who do not have the witness. You are expecting people who don't have the witness of the Holy Ghost to testify of the witness of the Holy Ghost. That is a lie. I don't care what you think. All I know is that I am a child of God. Jesus was real to himself. But you notice that all the while, three and a half years, he still wasn't real to his disciples. And even the people around him. Do you know why? He was the only one that the Holy Ghost descended on. No other person. <laughs> and without the Holy Ghost, there'll be no witness. So that's why he 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 could testify of himself. He knew he's from God, he knew he's God. He knew he's the son of God. But brethren, there's no other person that will ever know. Why? He was the only one that had the spirit. You have the Holy Ghost. It's the spirit of witness. I am a child of God. There is eternal life. There is hell. There is heaven. He needs me to live a holy life. He He has called me to know him. He has called me to enjoy him. He has called me to serve him. I'm going to run after these three things. Know God, enjoy God, be available for His use all the days of my life. Why I have a witness. He's alive again. Oh, the grave could not hold him down. Saturday night they were rejoicing, and all of them were vilifying, and they were all celebrating. But brethren, Sunday morning came, the tomb became empty. The resurrection and the life stepped out Himself. I don't need a movie. All I need is a witness of the Holy Ghost. Do you know the Bible says, Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Do you know Jesus is the truth? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus did not say you will meet the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Meeting Jesus isn't the truth. Doesn't solve the problem. Knowing Him is what solves the problem. You know the truth, not to meet the truth. And you know when he was saying this in John eight thirty two, still listening. You shall, shall simply means it will happen. He was speaking to his disciples, as at this time they would they wouldn't understand anything he's saying. But when the Holy Ghost, the spirit of witness comes, you shall now know the truth. In other words, you now know me. All I can do now is introduce myself. The spirit of revelation. You're entering into a year, brother. You must not allow circumstances define your identity. don't allow situations determine who you are. There's a spirit of witness. I know I'm a child of God. I know Jesus is alive. Brethren, guess what? Let me extend it a little bit. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't know Jesus. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't know the Father. And guess what? Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot know the devil. Most of what we know of the devil is lies. If you know the devil by the truth and the witness of the Holy Spirit, you'll be disappointed in the devil. Only the Holy Ghost can make that happen. Says, uh, you will not be set free by meeting the truth. A lot of people have met me and remain the same. That's what Jesus was saying. You will not be set free by just hearing the truth. But when you know, and the spirit that gives you the witness, that helps you know, and you can't explain. It's like someone telling you, how do you know you are saved? I can't tell you how. I know I'm saved. I can't. It's supernatural. If it's supernatural, I can't explain it. If it is supernatural, I, I can't explain. Don't forget, physical senses cannot break spiritual realities. Number two. Apart from he being our witness. Oh, brethren, he bears witness. Oh, Lord, I don't know why this, this thing is nagging me. The Lord bears witness. Listen to the witness of the Holy Ghost. Don't listen to your body. Don't listen to your situation. Listen to the witness of the Holy Ghost. There's a witness going on inside of you. Someone is saying, um, Pastor, you know, when, when the devil also wants to destroy somebody, he will give you a witness. I met a lady that just said, Pastor, I just know I'm going to die young. Say, how do you know? Say, I don't know. I just, I just know it. <laughs> that is a witness. Satan also gives witnesses. Sweetnesses are more real because they are supernatural. More real than anything. People can explain it. When you hear people say, I just, I just know that I will not, ma- I will not be happily married. Why? What gives the impression? This is, I don't know. It's just it something just I know. Miss them day after day. I just know, I just know that my marriage won't work. I just know I'll have delay in childbirth. Who told you that? I don't know. It's just, I, I just know it. brother guess what I just know that your tomorrow will be fine I just know that you'll be healed I just know brethren that you it will be well with you I just I just know that you end this year better than you started it is somebody knowing tonight by the spirit of God I just know I cannot fail are you listening I just know I cannot fail how do you know I can't explain it It's supernatural number two. The Holy Spirit helps you see yourself the way God sees you. So when somebody starts telling you, oh, how do you know that you're going to get that job? I can't explain to you. It's supernatural. Physical senses cannot bat spiritual realities. I can't explain to you. I just know. I just know. If somebody just knowing tonight. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to try and tell you, how will you explain that? That, oh, you said you're going to get married this year. You've seen you going to go and buy some stuff. Getting yourself ready for your marriage. And say, well, how do you know? I just know. It is a witness. It's supernatural. Don't lose that witness. I don't have time. If you've lost your witness, I will have told you how to get your witness back. How to get your witness back. Brethren, the witness of the spirit is the victory of the believer. The witness... Do you know is that witness that will tell you I shall not die? Even though the doctor has said you are going to. But that witness says you shall not. How do you know you will not die? Science says you die. Say, but doctor, no, you are wrong. I will not die. How do you know? I don't know. I can't explain to you how I know. It's supernatural. This realm cannot be explained. It's not logical. It's not scientific. It is supernatural. Is somebody listening tonight, if you know you are going to succeed, you know 2020 is going to be a good year, or can you just type away? I know 2020 will be my best year ever so far. I know this is my year of victory. I know I will not die young. I know I cannot be a victim of the devil. How do you know? I can't explain. He's supernatural. I know. I know I will be promoted I know I will be helped I know I will be lifted I know God will never live in nor forsake me How do you know? It is a witness I can't explain It's supernatural Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 Glory be to God Glory be I feel like praying right here Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory. Oh, I know that I know that I know. How do you know? I can't explain. It's supernatural. Brother P.K., how do you know that you move from glory to glory, grace to grace, power to power? How do you know? I can't explain. It's supernatural. Don't try to explain the Holy Ghost. Some people who don't have Him. Ephesians 1 13 and 14. In him also, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Ghost. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Who is the guarantee? Who is the guarantee of our inheritance? Until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of God. Bible says the Holy Ghost is our seal and the guarantee of our inheritance is our seal. Let me explain this to you. I'm sure a lot of you receive Amazon packs, right? You buy Amazon and you save the pack. Um, I think uh, what do what you call this? Amazon Prime, right? Amazon Prime seems to have a different strap from a regular Amazon. Am I, am I correct? Please go. Um, Apostle, just help me. I'm not familiar with that. But Amazon, I know I, I do receive a lot of packs, but there are some that are just Amazon Prime. I think they are kind of still different. Same box, but still differently from others. Hallelujah. There are some also that you see, you put the you see see the seal. They put the strap, they seal it. Then they now put the tag. There's another seal on it that has your name and all your particular address. And that is what the Holy Ghost is. Let me tell you what that seal does. Number one, that seal declares the owner. Are you listening to me? The Bible says, "Upon you there is a seal." You you are declared. Your owner is declared. Call Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Son of the living God. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are owned by Jesus, every inheritance in Christ Jesus belongs to you. If you are owned by Jesus, Satan knows not to mess with you. If you are owned by Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, sickness knows not to mess with you. If you are owned by Jesus, hallelujah, the glory and inheritance of Christ belongs to you. Oh, I'm paid for I'm owned let me tell you, it's the second thing the seal does. Apart from the fact that it identifies the owner, it is sealed. Now, that seal makes sure that whatever is in the package cannot fall off. <laughs> that seal ensures that anything in the packet cannot fall off. Ladies and gentlemen, from today, walk tall, 10 feet tall, by the help of the Holy Ghost. Brethren, you can't die before your time. Forget it. Say possible, it's not possible. You cannot don't live in it, in fear of death anymore. You can't die before your time. Why? There is a seal. Just for a moment, you are sealed. It will not you will come out of it. It will end. The situation will not overwhelm you. You will win. Why? You are sealed. So when you feel life is shaking you around, brethren, it can only shake you around. You cannot fall off. You cannot fall off. Why? You are sealed. Can somebody type, I am sealed. You are sealed by the Holy Ghost. Don't be afraid anymore. Walk tall. Why? You are sealed. You are sealed. Hallelujah. What the Holy Ghost does, I begin to expect it from today. Expect it, walk in it. Go and study scripture. Begin to live that life, brethren. He helps you to see yourself the way God sees you. You become joint heirs. Every inheritance, guarantor of our inheritance. guarantor of our inheritance. Inheritance in Christ Jesus, joint heirs. Hallelujah. I know you are seeing yourself as being weak. No, the angel showed up to Gideon. And say, "Oh, thou mighty man of valor, even though he was in hiding, Hallelujah!" Begin to see yourself. The Holy Ghost. I am praying for you tonight that tonight the anointing of God will come upon you. The power of God will overshadow you. you your eyes will be open to see yourself the way God sees you, not the way you see yourself. You will see. You will not see where you are. You will see where God is taking you. You will not see where, uh, You will not see what the world says you are. You will see what Jesus. Says you are ah, hallelujah. You will not see your weakness, you will see your strength, you will see his own strength, brother. You will not you will not see your hope, ah, brethren, but you will see where God is taking you Please are perfected concerning you. You will not see your abilities, you will see his greatness. When the Holy Ghost helps you to see yourself the way God sees you, you will see possibilities, you will not see limitations. When you have to see yourself, you will not see your tribulations, but you know that all things are working together for good. But brother, all the love says, what do you see? But he is not responsible for saying what you see. He will help you with the witness. It will help you see yourself the way God sees you. A lot of Christians are not having help in that area. All you see is where you are now. Meanwhile, God, I see what your greatness ahead. Jesus said, for the joy that was set ahead of him. There was something he saw that men weren't seeing. While men were crying over death, Jesus was celebrating resurrection. Why? He saw it. It's all right. Thank you for listening to this message. We love to stay in touch and to see you at one of our events. You can find out more about us on our website at prayer huddle.com. Email us at feedback at prayer huddle.com or on our Instagram at prayer underscore huddle.